welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Darth Mobius, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Padawan learner Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Why are you bringing up Moby again? <laughs> is that where you went? Is that Did you go in search of Moby? Uh, one does not search for Moby, Moby searches for you. You are like, that's he's your white whale. Uh, sure, yeah. Don't like what's happening here. No, good job last week, guys. You're welcome. Always, we're always great. It's just that less people notice. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Well, I did I did notice, I did listen uh, on the flight back, and I did appreciate y'all holding down the fort while I was running off, getting my geek on. How was it, Oscar? How was it? Uh, delightful. Uh, for any Patreons, you can listen to a full... 35 minute breakdown of 35. my experience was it, it flashed up on my thing i'm not gonna i'm not listening to it but <laughs> it was good it was highly endearing you should definitely check it out i have gotten a few messages from some of the patrons being like i won't admit this to chuck or ian but i'm glad that you did this because it was uh, good to uh, listen behind our backs unbelievable yep, they messaged me on the side all three of them um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh this this is an outrage shaming the listeners look at the two of you might as well just not fucking bother you I mean, we do have the Slack where we slack off Oscar like all the time. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't even want to know what goes on in there. Good call. <laughs> so, lot, lot, lot has happened since the last time I was here to record the Big Man City story breaking last week, which I just still so excited about. You enjoying that one? Yeah. Well, mostly because it means that Chelsea's like got all the room for error for the rest of the year. Like we were already pretty solidly in the Champions League. At about sixty-five to seventy percent, and that shot up to eighty-five for a day there, which is great. And also, we beat Wolves, or not Wolves, uh, Spurs. One of those two teams. That should mean more to you. Clearly, meant a lot to Frank. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, never, not often you get to do the league double over Jose Mourinho. Actually, in fact, indeed, I believe never. it's the first time ever. Yeah, in all his years managing, that's actually kind of crazy to me because he's had some bad seasons in there. Yeah, definitely. I was quite But quite no surprised. one's done the home and away double in the league. I'm sure people have done it in other competitions and stuff, but... Yeah, I don't think Jose was too happy. Uh, the briefest of looks at Frank and then straight down the tunnel. I know, and then his post-match interview was all like, oh, well, God. you know, if we had a striker, or maybe if we had this, we could have tried that, but... It was even metaphorically better than that. It's like, if I don't have the bullets for my the gun... bullets for my or, gun, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like, fuck off, mate. Obviously. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chelsea were running out Giroud, Barkley, and Mount as a front three. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. What yeah. are you whining about, dude? Seriously. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are the Miles Offside Podcast. If you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We are happy to have you. If you are returning, thank you for coming back. We do love you guys, and uh, thank you for supporting us, even through the difficult times of the episodes where I am away. <laughs> The dark times. But we'll start things off as we like to do with our... Fucking dickhead. Rapid, (laughs) rapid, rapid fire news. All right, let's start things off with the biggest story of the week. Obviously, I can only be referring to the following headline. French soccer player banned five years for biting another player's penis. He bit it so bad that he needed 12 stitches, according to multiple reports. A player with the amateur team AS Sotrich attacked his SC Turville opponent, who was attempting to break up a post-game fight that had started between the two teams. The altercation reportedly began in the locker room and spilled over to the parking lot. Both players (laughs) remain unnamed for legal reasons. 
I mean, it's pretty obvious. You just look for the guy in France that just had a chunk taken out of his dick. <laughs> yeah. Usually when you're biting someone's penis in a locker room, like that's a whole different scenario. Mm. But that it extended all the way to the parking lot, I think, is the dead giveaway that something was horribly wrong Wait, in there. Wait, was that how big his dick was? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was upset when I saw it needed 12 stitches. I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah, right? Not bad. <laughs> I got room for two or something. <laughs> <Exactly>. At most. <laughs> felt very emasculated. I could just get stitched. <laughs> thoughts on that like biting a guy's penis appropriate inappropriate it's a bit of a weird flex in a in a fight situation <laughs> yeah was he just running around just gnawing at the air and hopeful or did the guy foolishly just stick his dick near his <laughs> jaw i don't know takes it takes a confident man to get in a fight naked i will say yeah i don't, <laughs> I don't know i'm trying to imagine any scenario where that would happen and I'm not sure I can. Um, I don't know. He got he got banned for five years, did he? Just five years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just five years. Well, it might not. It was. It might have been dick to mouth. You know. You don't. It might not have been. It could have been. Yeah. Did the guy? <laughs> did the guy lie on the floor holding his teeth afterwards? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the the club got fined and two points deducted as well. <laughs> you know. Seems reasonable. I don't know. It <laughs> just seems like penis. if you've got such a uh, this is amateur football. Are you really expected to control yeah. someone who's clearly an absolute maniac? Uh, speaking of madmen and crazy people, let's move on to our next story. Uh, we have Diego Maradona getting a bag of coke on the sideline during a game, and his staff standing up to block the camera. <laughs> Did you guys get a chance to see this video? Choreography is impressive. <laughs> Almost like they w- might be, you know, knowing it's going to happen at some mm. point. Yeah, that assistant was like, oh shit, the camera stood up immediately and was like, I'm looking that way. And hmm. that Let me way. just lean forward. Right, we've got camera three, four, oh shit, camera six. <laughs> well rehearsed. Jesus fuck, what is wrong with that guy? I mean, it well, sounds like he's just addiction. addicted to cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one is. of his main problems, yeah. yeah. And also lack of a coke drawer in his little throne. Fuck's sake, just stick it there. Yeah, right? <laughs> like they can't custom build that throne for him? Yeah, exactly. It's a little little slide-out drawer just for the coke. There we could go. He, could he not have, you know how at American sporting events you have those hats where you can put like two yeah. cans and a straw? Can he not just get a straw from his like, pocket to his nose and just like, oh, do you think he was he like saving that for a party later? Like, is that just where his drug dealer is, or is it like this is just my game time cocaine that's, that's and I a have a separate point. dealer why for my have after? To, like, yeah, why does it have to come out to the touchline with it? I hadn't even thought of that. Like, it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, that suggests that he needs it in the next ninety minutes. Like, yeah, you can't just wait until the locker room. Like, what yeah. is that? I mean, in France, you can get a pizza delivered to your seat at certain stadiums. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess in Argentina, it's cocaine. Natural extension of that, yeah. We should say allegedly it was just a small bag. Oh, whatever. I'm done with it. Yeah, it was just a small bag of white powder. (laughs) Yeah. Could be flour. Maybe he was making cookies for his team. Yeah, no. Good point. Or maybe he did a massive line of it and then went and bit some cocks or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It does seem excessive that he needs it delivered to the sideline. Like, I am wondering if that's just, like, where he gets his drugs always. (laughs) <laughs> or if it's like an emergency drug run, how did he get in touch with like? Was he did he call his dealer and was like, "Get your ass to the stadium right now"? Yeah, like I like the idea that it just at three a.m. in the morning he just goes, you know, the the bench. I need it. To, I need it delivered to the bench. <laughs> yeah. I have to unlock the stadium. <laughs> 
seems like a pretty raw deal for the Coke dealer to have to show up at the stadium, but it is what it is. You got to, you know, that's where the money is. So <laughs> definitely is where the money is. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of getting a raw deal and where the money is, uh, we have our next story and probably arguably our actual real story for the week. Uh, Barcelona have made an emergency signing from relegation threatened Leganes. They have signed the striker, Martin Braithwaite, uh, as an emergency signing. La Liga gave Barca permission to make a signing outside the transfer window after Osman Dembele, Dembele was ruled out for six months with an injury. La Liga rules allow clubs to apply to make new signings if a player is ruled out for more than five months. Uh, and they triggered a buyout clause of a team in their own league that are in the middle of a relegation scrap who will almost certainly get relegated now. And who aren't allowed to sign a player to replace him. Because they don't have a five-month injury to deal with. Yeah, so all the players are just going out with like sledgehammers and just smacking themselves in the knees. <laughs> trying, come on, five months, four and a half months. Damn it, it's not good enough. This is, is that the criteria, is it? Has to be yeah. a full-on five-month crisis. Yeah, they're all just driving their cars headfirst into each other and smashing them up. Fucking ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. That, that, that you can just poach a player like that. But surely your squad just should be prepared. For injury They're crisis. Lionel Messi. The guy literally just got to a thousand goal involvements in eight hundred and fifty-nine games or something, and you're worried about having to get an emergency striker. I don't know. Messi was on his longest ever goal drought in his career. What, like four matches? Yeah, literally four matches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember reading that and being like, "Oh shit! No wonder they went out and signed a striker." Four games without a goal for Messi. Watch out. Um, can you remember something more unfair happening in league football? Like, genuinely, ever. Oh, I mean, this victimisation of Man City comes close, but <laughs> uh, not really sure. No, I don't think I can. Like, that's relegating that team. He was their only good player. It's more shocking to me that someone with the name Martin Braithwaite is sort of apparently going to be the saviour of Barcelona. Just, he sounds like he should be working in accounts for a little financial. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't, doesn't sound like he should be the saviour of Barcelona. I mean, and he's also Norwegian, I think, which is really weird. He's Norwegian with that name. Yeah, I thought he was Danish. Ah, oh, Scandies. One of those. No, don't piss off the Scandies. They actually listen. He is Danish. Uh, so mention some good Danish things. Uh, uh, pastries. Yeah, bacon. Lego. Good. Done. Covered. We've we've, so right, yep. we've saved we've saved Denmark there. Fine. Fair, all three of those things. Yep, they're good. Just yeah. don't <laughs> put Lego in a sandwich. No, don't get mixed up. Tip. No. Don't. Oh, fucking okay. hell. Oh, and to no. our Danish listeners, we do wish you a very nice day and we say, Hi, Latar. Hi, Ludar. Hi, Ludar. This sounds too hard. This sounds I don't know. Too hard. It means hello, listeners Oof. in Danish. So, God. there we go. Been a while since I busted out the old Google <laughs> Translate. That felt pretty nice. There was a reason it was retired. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for the OGs out there. <laughs> um, Spurs would love to activate someone's release clause to sign a striker. So, if that doesn't mean the player would go, it's, well, sure, they, they'd have to offer <laughs> it's not like the way Barca does. Release clause, and then all of a sudden, Mourinho and his agents come round and they just put Forcibly you in cuffs removed. and they just march you off. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the irony of the release clause. My question to you, though, is what relegation-threatened striker from a Premier League team would Spurs most likely go for? Pookie. Really? Pookie, after all this time? Always. Keeping the Scandinavians on board. Well, we got Villa, West Ham, Watford, and Bournemouth in the conversation, really. Right, well, Villa is only Grealish. Or 
the the wonderfully named Marvelous Nakamba or <laughs> Mbwana Samata. Bournemouth has the Wilsons. They might sign a Wilson, right? Uh, <laughs> really? At Palace, you're saying bleh at Callum Wilson? Bleh. Yeah. Okay. When did Callum Wilson last score? S- more sooner than most Palace. <laughs> Damn it. Benteke scored last week, mate. Suck it. <laughs> there you go. Did he? That's two weeks in a row. No, this is this week. This was last week. He scored the week before that, too, because I remember being on air after he had scored. <laughs> don't, don't be fucking silly. <laughs> well, then it wasn't last week because I oh, wasn't no, on the it's episode. It's probably Jordan I. I don't know. Anyway, the Matt, you've got late late season PVA now, so... PVA, gonna stick to you like glue. <laughs> he is amazing, beautiful. This is news, fuck's sake, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we have coming from Germany news that Erling Holland, is that how you say his name? Holland. Holland is a world record... We're ticking... Ticking all the fucking scandies. Denmark, bang. Finland, bang. <laughs> Norway, bang. There you go. Svenska uh, Flika. Uh, that means Swedish girl. There you go. We love it. There you go. Done. Um, Erling Holland is not just one of the most exciting prospects in football. The talented Norwegian forward, who has already scored 11 goals in seven games for Borussia Dortmund this season, is also a world record holder for the longest standing Penis. long jump for five-year-olds. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Who keeps these yep. records? Uh, the Guinness. Committee on Long Jumps, presumably? Some sort of Olympic organization, I guess? I don't know. I mean, that, that would be that would be at the Olympics. I don't think there's five-year-olds at the Olympics. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, yet. In fact, uh, he recorded the world record for the longest standing jump for a five-year-old on January 22nd, 2006, where he jumped 1.6 meters. I can't do that now. How much is 1.6 meters? Five and a half feet. 5.3 feet, 5.2 feet. Jeez. I don't think I could jump that much right now either. No. Standing. Standing, standing yeah. Standing or run up. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's an absolute machine. Yeah. Ian, at your age, you probably couldn't triple jump that long. <laughs> exactly. Give me the hop, skip, and the jump, and I'd struggle to break a meter, I think. More chance of a triple bypass. Good. Thanks for that, Chuck. Cheers. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, the truth hurts. Okay, well, you're just trying to work your way up to uh, Erling Holland fitness level. I love, I love every time you try to say his name. <laughs> I hesitate every single time. Am I even still? I already forgot what you said. Am I saying it right? Every single time on both of them, and I love that you're not attempting his middle name as well, which everyone Brown. always said. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't actually know how to say it. But <laughs> it's just funny watching you check yourself. Erling Holland, Holland, like the country Holland. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, that's easy <laughs> enough to remember. Or the tunnel. Uh, he scored his 12th goal in eight games and his 40th for the season. Chuck, I know you have a bit of a crush on him, so why don't you go ahead and just take a moment. Uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's all it takes. That's all he needs. Just a moment. Only takes a minute. Wasn't there it, a ridiculously... A Sorry, I should never gloss love. over you singing Take That, Chuck. Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, wasn't there some ridiculously low buyout clause or something for him that loads of clubs had an option on? And 20 million. Something like that. I and think. loads of clubs apparently passed on. Barca, one of them. Barca? <laughs> oh, how ironic. Well, they needed to make room for Martin Braithwaite. Well, yeah. Martin Braithwaite, no, that's it. Martin Braithwaite was 20 mil. Erling right. Holland was less than that, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, right. It was a pretty, it was a low, well, if it was lower than 20, it's a ridiculously low buyout clause that a lot of people yeah, are going to be. Yeah, but I mean, he was 19 and playing in Austria, you know. It's... That's almost half a Kepa. You so... need a, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. You need a hell of a scouting network, fair enough, but still. Yeah, Bar- it's not like Barca have money for scouts. 
Are we done? Are we done? News? Uh, yeah, I have one more if you want. I've already stopped recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I had a story about Raheem Sterling saying nice things about Real Madrid. I mean, he did it at Liverpool. Yeah, he's got yeah. previous. Yeah. That's he's true. got previous for having structured, unauthorized press conferences, or not press conferences, <laughs> interviews where you very blatantly make it clear that you will not be fucking staying. Well, do you want to hear the quotes? Because they're actually pretty amusing. Yeah, Might as well, since we're, since we're going into it. Uh, right now I'm at City, but I say <laughs> Real Madrid are a fantastic club. When you see the white shirt, you know exactly what the club stands for. It's massive. But at the same time, I have a contract with City now, and I have to respect this. <laughs> These are the facts. But it's a fantastic club. Let me reiterate that legally, I am obliged <laughs> to point out that I am currently a Manchester City play- player. Yep. Emphasis on currently. Please come see yeah, me. But I am sometimes. counting the days. <laughs> He's only 25. Can you fucking believe Jeez, that? that is, yeah. God. How young must he have been with the whole transfer saga with Liverpool to City? That feels like forever ago, and he was already one of the best players. Yeah, because in that in that season where it was Sterling, uh, Sterling Suarez and Sturridge, he was nineteen then. Jesus! Oh my God! He was super young. Yeah, and Sturridge was still useful. <laughs> so it was forever ago. Yeah, I don't even know where Sturridge is. West Brom. It feels like he should be at West Ham. <laughs> Let's check on Daniel Sturridge in this week's edition <laughs> of Where Is Daniel Sturridge? <laughs> we could do it in the to the tune of Where Is Carmen Sandiego, if you remember that. The Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego? Isn't that the that was the computer geography thing? Yeah, but there was also a TV show of it, and this uh, theme tune was like. Uh, where is Carmen San Diego? Carmen San Diego. Don't remember the rest of it. Was she in San Diego? Uh, I don't think so. I think that was it's pronounced San Diego. Uh, Chuck, of course, means a whale's vagina. Yeah, San Diego, very nice. Um, Chuck, you were Thanks. thinking of his recent loan spell, six appearances for West Brom, uh, but he is now currently at Trabzonspor. So that means that we can go ahead and move on to the fixtures. Daniel Sturridge. Anyway, I was right. Very good. All right, let's uh, let's go to the fixtures then, uh, and we can start off since you guys didn't get to touch on it last weekend. Uh, we'll no. take the, the two Chelsea fixtures kind of as a pair. Ugh. Uh, earlier in the week, Monday, February seventeen, they lost zero to two against Man United, point nine to point seven on XG. So. Some semi-burn lead. Uh, certainly, United scoring two on point six is is excessive. Um, but it's from what I heard. I didn't get to watch this one. I heard that a lot of VAR stuff happened, and Chelsea were a bit harsh done by. You can say the exact same things about that and the like the Spurs game with Lo Celso's red card. I mean, Chelsea won that one, obviously. But oh yeah, 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 yeah. Harry Maguire like kicked. Michi Batshuayi straight in the balls. Yeah. Like they tried to see, tried to say in his post match afterwards. Oh, I saw he was gonna fall on me, so I stuck my leg out. Bullshit. Yeah, you yeah. Stuck yeah. your leg square into his fucking nuts. I was breaking his penis's fall with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, against the Spurs, we definitely should have had that red card. I forget which match it was, but Aspi had a goal disallowed. That was there Man was United a, as well. That was Man United. Yeah. As Pilicueta was pushed in the back. Which then meant that he went through the Man United player, and then Chelsea scored, and it got disallowed. 
Yeah, so... That was just so fucking dumb, all of it. So, VAR, not a good job, not helping Awful. Chelsea out at all. Awful. Whole weekend. Never mind Chelsea. The whole weekend, it's been crap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely been a storyline, for sure. I don't know how much we really want to linger on that, because, like, we've done... We've said everything we can about VAR. Just send the refs to the sideline to look at the screen. That's it. Then whatever decision he wants to make from there, let it fucking stand. But just send him to the screen. That's all I want. Um, Chelsea up to 76%. So feeling very good about the Champions League at this point. Yeah, but that's only because they're all assuming that Man City ban will happen and it won't. Uh, I think the most likely scenario is that the ban will get reduced to a year. They give them a two-year ban so that after the but appeal it gets it reduced get to one year. postponed at least because it's a complicated story. <laughs> well, even so, I still think Chelsea are the most likely for fourth. Nah. <laughs> so I'm pretty pleased with that. United's win against Chelsea does bring them up uh, combined with their win earlier today. To 45%, so solidly the team in the quote-unquote chasing pack. Uh, that's the highest up. Tottenham are at 35, Wolves are at 25, and we little Arsenal are up to 5%. So there's hope. There's hope yet. Um, I'm feeling good about Chelsea, honestly. I got I got little to say. We've been bouncing around the 60%, 60% mark. Now we're up to the mid-70s. Uh, Ruben on the bench. He didn't get on, did he? No, he didn't. No. no. Okay. But yeah, no, good to see him on the bench, definitely. Uh, what's the crack with Pulisic? Are we... No timeline. Nothing. No, no. Nothing. I don't fucking know. Hmm. He's been training. Okay. But he's training on and off. Right. So okay. it's a fluid situation. Conte out for a while with an injury he picked up against United early on, yeah. which is not great. William randomly didn't start yesterday, but I think that was more just like a rest thing because we have the Champions League on Tuesday. That's a big one. We're playing against Munich, which is a rematch of uh, <laughs> one specific match. I'm trying to remember. I remember. I feel like we played Bayern Munich at some point. Uh, no, ever. Nope. Maybe in May of 2012. Yeah. So I don't really know. No way to know. No way to know. No way to know. Doubt it. Uh, what was the next game? Uh, Burnley, Bournemouth. Um, Burnley, done Burnley, done. No, actually, solid win. 3.0, 3.1 on XG. Three scored. Yeah. So. Bournemouth going down, going down, going down. Uh, seriously, though, Chelsea looked good. Um, <laughs> he, he used Burnley Bournemouth just to shut you up and then sort of tossed you a little fish at the end there and said, no, Chelsea were okay. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about Chelsea. I've been saying all along that I've got really good 2012 vibes. When we do bad in the league, we do well in the Champions League. Just saying, I got those 2012 vibes, and if we win the Champions League, I fucking told you guys so. Because when we're not good in the league, we're good in Europe. So Palace winning though, Chuck, to keep moving along the fixtures. What's up with that? 1.8 xG generated too. What is that? That's like actual attacking numbers. Yeah, it was weird. I I I, I don't know what happened. I mean, it helps that you're playing Newcastle, and they're pretty pretty fucking it does garbage. Help. Yep, 0.2 on their xG. Oof. Yeah, literally the only team that are more garbage than us at the minute. And yeah, it looked all right. I mean, <clears throat> you know, you joked about Giroud, Mount and Barkley in like a front three uh, in the Chelsea game. But I think that actually worked quite well because they were they contained the play between them and Giroud was just knocking the ball down for both of them all the time. And that's kind of how Palace played for, for once. Like Benteke was amazing again, um, nearly scored, as did Scott Dan. As did Gary Cahill. Uh, Martin Dubravka was fantastic. Yeah. Apart from for the free kick, he, he was amazing. But they were actually playing as a close front three. So you kind of had 
uh, Zaha and Ayu playing as inverted wingers with a target man and just kind of playing off of him. And, and because they were close and could find each other, they could actually do something. I mean, again, it's Newcastle, but it's the first time we've won since about a billion years ago. And you finally uh, scored in 2020? No, won in 2020. That was your first win. Won in 2020. There are two teams that haven't won in the top 92, and they are Palace and Brighton. (laughs) Now it's only Brighton, and we play Brighton next week. So it'll only be... (laughs) I mean, I've got a week. I've got a week. I've got a week at least of enjoying this. That's a big one for next week. Mm. You guys, Brighton, you hate them. (laughs) You, this is a this is a derby that a lot of fans struggle with, but like you hate Brighton. <laughs> just a rivalry, isn't it? It's just a rivalry. It's yeah. all yeah. kinds of stuff. I think English people seem to not be able to understand that you can have rivalries that aren't derbies. We do struggle with that. I think we get we're getting there, but we we do struggle with that if they're not sort of like right next door. But yeah. Like the two teams I hate the most are Tottenham and Liverpool. And like I go back to like those semi semifinal Champions League matches against Liverpool 10, 15 years ago. Mm. Yeah. And being like, yeah, I fucking hate Liverpool. We always have violent matches when we play against them. The teams the players seem properly up for it. Yeah. The Gerard slip happened against us. Like that idea of like geographically restricted rivalries is really fucking weird. I think Pal- Palace fans I mean, I can't speak about Brighton fans because I don't know any. Um, <laughs> Why would you? Why would I? But I mean, when Brighton came back up about two seasons ago, I think this is the third season they've been up, Palace fans were kind of like explaining and justifying. Now we just moved on. Like, so that if people aren't going to, they're going to keep saying this thing about, oh, you're not even close or blah, 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 blah or Sky calling it the M23 Derby or whatever thing. Were you, when Brighton came up to the Premier League, was there part of you that was happy just to have that rivalry stoked back? Or, Mm. Or would you just rather they nowhere near you? No, I think it. I think it's. It's enjoyable. Most fans were, were happy with that. Yeah, because you want to see that fixture. You want, especially in this era of everything being highly commercialized and you know about money for pretty much everything, to still have that kind of anchor point really of just like no, you know what, the teams just absolutely hate each other, and and all the players kind of buy into it as well. Yeah, like quite a lot, and and so it's better to have it there. I mean, you know. If they got relegated this season, it would be amazing. Now you're in the same league. You'd love to see them go down. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it'd just be like, yeah, fuck them off. And then we finished above them every year. So that's just, yeah, that's good. When Cambridge went like non-league, it was like, oh, fucking hell. Who do we who do we sort of latch on to as a rivalry now? Peterborough, that is. And uh, we found MK Dons, which is a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. No one likes MK Dons. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, no one does. That's true, actually. They're not just Peterborough sort of rival, but... Uh, they they were our sort of modern rival, shitty club, come from nowhere, relatively geographically close. I mean, still good fifty miles away or whatever, but relatively close. Close enough to smell the asbestos. <laughs> yeah, for them perhaps. But they're in eighteenth now, so fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Well, Chuck, I'm sorry to put a little damper on your feelings there, but Brighton's only ten percent to go down. So, although that does mean they're twice as likely to go down as Arsenal are to finish in the Champions League spots, despite it being top five now. So <laughs> that's good. You'll take it. Take anything it. can happen. It's just so disappointing. Like you look at the table now, and I, I think back to like having a run of games and trying to picture it. And I was like, yeah, there's probably about four games we lost that I think we should have won, right? And I know yeah. many, many teams could say that, but if Palace had just won four more games, 
they'd be fourth. That's, that's nuts, yeah. Because you had a few tight games over the Christmas period, didn't you? And, and oh, Sorry, over the tinsel window. Over the tinsel window. Tinsel window, yes. And uh, you had a few tight games there where you could have picked up more points. So, I mean, that sort of thing is a bit of a sickener in a season like this. Although the counterpoint to that is that you are six points above expected. And there are plenty of teams that are significantly below expected. So, like, that kind of evens out a bit. Like, for example, Chelsea are 7.3 points below expected. Did you say six points above expected? Yeah. So, expected points, quote-unquote, has them at 27 and they're on 33. So, two wins, basically. It's all it's all very weird down the bottom still, isn't it? Yeah. Speaking of weird on down the bottom, Southampton putting up another big win... Uh, over Villa and sending Villa's relegation chances to 53. They broke the 50 mark, Ooh. which is no good for Villa. No, and I quite like Grealish. I don't want Grealish to go down. Hopefully someone else buys him up because I like him. 100% someone would buy him up. Yeah, this this is it, it happened last time and people were like, oh, would he go to another club? I think he would this time. He's, I mean, he's done his bit for Villa, I think, hasn't he? If yeah, they, he doesn't if owe him to go down. No, I mean he is a Villa fan. I'm aware, you know, aware of that, and that does mean something. But I think in a strike while the iron's hot sort of way. Well, and he's 24, so he has one big contract yeah, left. Yeah, exactly. So the, this is probably the time to the time to go if you're going to. Yeah, because no one no one's going to sign a 29 year old for a ton of money. Like he has to get a big contract in this year or next. I think there's two. You can get two because he could get, let's say, one next year. And then if he has a couple of good seasons with a big team, he could get one more big one and then that's it. Because it could be, you know, he could only be there for two years, three years. True. That's true. All right. But either way, it is, I think, Ian's point that it's a strike hot, strike while the iron is hot situation. Yeah. To me. Yeah. He's crushing fan tracks. He's like by far the highest scoring player, I think. Or one of. I'm not surprised. Other than El Ghazi, well, we've said it before. Other than El Ghazi, he's just the, the only shining light in that team. He's injured now. El Ghazi is, isn't he? Yeah, he went off yeah. after 25, or half an hour or something. Yeah, Popped off. There's rumours of a bust-up between uh, Dean Smith and John Terry as well, wasn't there, in the tunnel? Yep. No penis biting that I know of, though. So Yeah, apparently Southampton's backroom staff had to keep him apart or something. Although, apparently Dean Smith, when pushed on the instant to give an answer about what had happened, he said, give my answer, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm liking this new breed of manager in the uh, Premier League, like Wilder and uh, Dean Smith. It's bullshit. Fuck off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Simmer down, mate. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't really... A character like that and John Terry, it's not beyond the realms of belief that they could have a little spat after a loss, is it? JT is a lovely person who gets along with everyone that he's ever met. Okay, I'd like to retain some listeners, Oscar, please. (laughs) (laughs) I bet a lot of our listeners are Chelsea fans, actually. That's the only thing that we're nice about is Chelsea. So, like, everyone else has been alienated. It won't shock you to learn that a lot of our listeners are quite London-centric, it seems. But uh, geographically, so that may be the case. But, uh... A controversial figure, let's say, John Terry. <laughs> let's, say, let's say, yes. <laughs> let's uh, let's leave it at that and move on. Then we had. Oh, oh no! Oh, 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 okay, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Shane Long scored with his dick. Is no one going to mention this? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to have to be that guy again? Well, you, you. I mean, you are that guy. So, like, yeah. <laughs> It's fine yeah, I'm not going to step on your toes. That's clearly your topic. Don't step on my dick here. Shalong scored with his shalong. You're right to bring it up. Yeah, absolutely. 
Do you get bonus points for that in FPL? Does that count as like two? You get boner points. <laughs> boner points. If we're just going to let another penis incident slip us by, it's just not... <laughs> yeah, who are we? Who this, even are we? This whole thing starts to unravel. And also, was it Southampton who played Smallbone? Oh, and Willie Smallbone. <laughs> His name's Will Smallbone. Willie Smallbone. His name's not Will, is it? His name's Will. Oh, good old <laughs> Willie Smallbone. Get him. Right, FBL suggestion this week. Willie Smallbone. <laughs> Willie Get Bobby, him in. Willie Caballero. We're getting them all. Oh, my God. We're getting the Willies back together. Oh, the penis 11. That is a challenge to the listeners. Someone come up with an all penis 11. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, we'll put that in the... We'll, if you come up with a penis 11, we'll put that in the uh, mop uh, FPL league. Definitely. Yeah, just, just make... I'll make a ghost team and then we'll just stick it at the bottom and see what it does. I'll set up a new league, the penis league or something. They'll come up with a better name. I mean, you can't get better than the penis league. <laughs> it's like the Justice League, but with more knobs. Uh, and we'll we'll start it from now. I'm in. I'm down. Yeah. Some yeah. listener, please make the penis 11 so we can make this a thing. Because I'm not like ne- none of us are actually going to do it. We have, we have no follow through no. whatsoever, but like, no. you guys do. <laughs> Admin. And they'll be more creative with their ways of coming up, shoehorning, you know, willies into. No, let's not shoehorn willies into anything. Carry on. No, that's how you end up with 12 stitches. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> let's see. So Manchester City beat Leicester. Manchester City thoroughly dismantled Leicester. The 1 0 flatters Leicester. KDB looked. Fucking amazing. As usual, his KDB self. Yeah, but should have been a penalty for Leicester. Yeah, I agree with that. I think... uh, I know you don't want to talk about VAR, but there were inconsistencies. Well, no, it wasn't. It was consistent because it was the same guy who was shit in the Chelsea Spurs match was the VAR for Leicester Man City. Yeah, he did two games that day and those were the two games. All right, so for the listeners that may have missed this, what's the penalty incident? What's the VAR? What happened? Tell us. Uh, it was a free kick. Leicester had a free kick. Madison hits it um, and it's going towards the wall and three of the Man City players jump in the wall. I can't remember. And then Kevin De Bruyne puts his arm up and like it's kind of protecting his face. However, he moves his face out of the way and puts his hands up next to his face. Yeah, uh, I I don't think that matters. No. Do you think it matters that he's protecting his face? Because he, he had the time to put his hands up to protect his face. So he had the time to judge where the ball was and head it. Yeah. It's... It... Oh, I don't I know. Think, I think if you're doing the classic when you're a kid and shouting willy wall and doing a wall and then putting your hands over your balls, because that's what we always do, right? That's, that's I always had one hand over the balls, one hand across the face. Yeah. So I think if he had his, his hands there for the whole thing yeah, and the, the start, ball hit yeah. his hand and it's literally attached to his face, that's okay. fine. But he didn't. He kind of flailed like, eh. Well, okay, so to get serious for just one second here, I don't think it's fair to expect a player to take a ball to the face (laughs) given concussions. Like a free kick, those are coming at you hard. And when there's balls coming hard towards your face, like it's totally fair (laughs) game to stick your hand out there. Don't be in a wall. Don't do it. Yeah, if if we're going to be like that, then we make walls where you turn your back and you just bend your head down. Yeah, if you don't want to hear loud noises, don't make fireworks displays, you know? As the saying goes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The modern game is moving away from heading in general. Like, they're already doing that at lower levels. So to tell a professional that he has to stick his face in the way of a direct free kick. I'm not saying that, but he didn't have to put his hands in the way. If he puts his hand up to cover his face... And then instinctively moves his face away also. He like, moved his face out of the way. He moved He moved himself to the side and his hands sort of 
didn't move. But like I I yeah, I would be annoyed if that hadn't been a penalty against me. Fair enough. If I i.e. if I was a Leicester fan, I'd yeah, be pissed. Yeah, you you see those given most of the time, so it's a consistency thing, if anything. Yeah. He could have moved his hat out of the way, as you said, to avoid concussion, etc. But he didn't need to put his hands there. He replaced his head with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess. Yeah. When you put it that way, it all happens so fast. I'm just saying I could see myself jumping, realizing the ball is coming towards me, put my hand there to block it, and move my head out of the way at the same time. Yeah, but but what I'm saying he's is not, all of that, I, 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 accept, yeah, I accept all of those things that you're saying, and also that's a handball. All right. Yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll leave it there then, I guess. But that guy is clearly never varring again. Right. And Edison punched Ianacho in the face. Yeah, <laughs> it was a weird one. He almost like sort of push punched him. He sort of like he sort of made contact and then went. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then sort of was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna do this. <laughs> Just sort of extended his arms through his face. Yeah. yeah, more of a psycho crusher than a Hadouken there for our, our street fighting <laughs> friends. But <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that either. But then you know the Leicester one that was definitely a penalty. But then Aguero missed it. Oh, their penalty record at the minute is a shocker, isn't it? It's isn't like it? five in a row, isn't it? Five in seven or some, yeah, it's something. Really like that, yeah, something really atrocious. Genuinely atrocious. And like everyone different is missing it. Well, it's Jesus, Aguero, Sterling and Gundogan have all missed them. I don't understand, right? Kevin De Bruyne can stand <laughs> on the corner of his own box and smash a ball 80 yards on a fucking Nats Tadger to a player doesn't break stride whatsoever running at full pelt he can do that but yeah. how can he not be trusted to kick a ball into a net in 12 yards takes a different kind of man to take a penalty it's a psychological Mate, just thing do that. just do that just see the ball and go I'm going to put the ball there and that's it just have your one thing put the ball hard top corner no goalkeeper in the world can get it none bang scientifically not possible and he's in all of our FPL teams, so there's definitely that. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. He should just do the Jorginho and now apparently Bruno Fernandes also does it method. Yeah. Bruno just blatantly <laughs> ripping off Jorginho there. Can we talk about that in the earlier match today? was a bit. I, I did see that on Twitter immediately, just like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> that's the Jorginho. You can't have that. <laughs> Fuck off. He also did like really stutter steppy, tiny, tiny steps like Pogba too. Like not quite that ridiculous, but I was like, oh, he's doing a Pogba and then he skipped and hit. I was like, a Pogba into a Jorginho. What is what is going on here? <laughs> Banging out all the hits. All the hits. Yeah. Which, I guess, move on to Sunday. Manchester United 3-0 over Watford. Eh, it's Watford. Just Watford. That does bang Watford down to 37% for relegation, potentially. Oof. Which is significantly higher than I think they want. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Manchester United 3 on the back of defeating Chelsea. Semi-undeserved at 2-0. Are we looking at United having momentum, maybe going all the way up to fourth place? We've been here before, though, haven't we? Or r- we have. more, sp- more specifically, I've been here before, where I've said, oh, they look to be putting a run together, and then that's totally fucked them. So I could say again, if you want, if you want me to do that. Yes, please. Yeah, okay. Man United look like they're putting a run together. Right, that's yeah. them fucked. So there you go. you'll be all right. Yeah. They didn't even need a Gallo to score in this one. <laughs> that would have been sweet, wouldn't it? <laughs> in their defense, they are fourth unexpected. So they are, in a certain sense, according to their underlying performances, the fourth best team. It's interesting because I don't know what... I, I'm bad at sort of remembering uh, what the start of scenario, season scenario was. Would Man United fans have been happy with that if you'd have offered them it? I'm, yeah, I think so. I think they probably would have, I mean, they? they always think they're going to win the league because so they're, they're idiots, but like... I just think how much of a stumbling block this whole season has been for everyone has just meant that no one, apart from Liverpool, can actually be happy. 
I would argue, Chuck, that both Leicester and Chelsea fan groups, supporter groups, are pretty happy right now. Chelsea, everyone counted us out coming into the season with the manager and the ban. Yeah, that's true. And all that stuff. And we are yeah. solidly the third best team in the league. But then everyone counted out Tottenham, really. Sure. And United as well. And I th- I'd agree with you, were it not for the fact you're only, what, four points off seventh. Sure. In four. Fine. Like, I, and I, I, I'd understand, but I just think, I don't see how... If you're looking over your shoulder and there's, you know, Lampard has to celebrate that massive, that win against Tottenham so massively because then you would have dropped, what, you'd have been below United. No, you'd have been sixth. No, you'd be sixth because they've got the superior goal difference. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know what I mean? You were, if, if Tottenham had won, you'd be sixth right now. That's true. And so I think, I think where the margins are still so small, that's why I don't think... Things is that good. I don't know. I said we were going to finish third, and you guys thought I was insane in the preview episode. <laughs> and, and like, genuinely, everyone was like, oh, Chelsea are going to finish in, like, 10th this year. They're so fucked. And we're not. We're, like, solidly in the top four. 75%, 76% to make Champions League. Like, I, there are some Chelsea fans yeah. who are angry in general, but that's just because they're always going to find something to be angry about. I think other than, like, the Kepa situation, and then we didn't sign someone in January, which was annoying... It's it's good vibes. We signed. Oh, we didn't. You guys didn't even talk about that. We signed that um, player from Ajax, Hakim Ziyech. Is that his name? Yeah, right? he's super <laughs> fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Why are we back on Chelsea again? How you fuck have you <laughs> done this? Because you said the Chelsea fans are unhappy, and I'm like, I gotta stand up for my team right now. No, no, no. I didn't. No, I didn't. You brought up that Chelsea were happy. I said that no one is happy apart from Liverpool. And, side note, we all put Chelsea fourth in the Predictor League. You put Arsenal in third, so you can shut your face. Reverse jinx. Reverse jinx. <laughs> mm. All right, well, United, I think United are putting something together. I, I agree with you, Ian. Yeah, it's fucking annoying, but yes, they are. Especially with Spurs, like, I mean, no no son fucking destroys Spurs. Yeah, play that defensive 5-3-2. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they didn't have a choice. Like we joke about Mourinho, but they had they have like no one. They had every choice. They had every choice. Could have just done something different. Don't have to do what you want. <laughs> you know what I mean, play people wherever you like. All the players are just playing really negative and then getting angry with each other because they're all playing negative. But those players are playing negative. Who would you play up front for them? Is Lucas Moura the best option? I don't there? care. Anyone. Anyone. Toby Alderweireld. Go. <laughs> Off you go. You Off go. you pop, Toby. They play Eric Dyer everywhere. Maybe he can play a striker. He'd be a good target man, right? Why not? Yeah, I think I, I think you play Mora. Yeah, that's the that's the only move there. Yeah, he only scored a hat trick in a Champions League semi final. Drop him, drop him. Yes, and him. notably, only strikers score. So if he scored a hat trick, <laughs> he must be a striker. Really, Chuck? Yeah, but no, I just mean that he can play up front. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't seem to aggressively react to that, Oscar. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm riled. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Arsenal. Cue the jingle. Better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. Burnley of the week. Arsenal 3, Everton 2, Arsenal 1.4 on XG, scoring 3, so less than half. Oof. And Everton 1.8, so that does correctly round to their 2. That does destroy any last hopes that Everton might have had of putting their name into the conversation. If they had won here, they'd be on 39, which is even with Wolves and only one behind Tottenham, so they could have been in that Champions League conversation, they're out now. 
I don't mm. know if you can say that about anyone. You can say that, but it's just a void. It's just a fucking void. It's all so shit. <laughs> all of it is so shit. It's hashtag palace for fourth. Yeah, that's as, that's just as likely. I don't care what your models say. Okay. <laughs> Arsenal, you know, they came from behind to win. That that doesn't happen. They they did, but that game seemed like do do goals in the first minute count? Yes, yes they do. I mean, I know by, literally. I know yes, by definition, very easy question. I will never claim to be an expert on football. However, I am of the understanding that once the referee blows yep. the whistle. <laughs> goals may be scored right and they will and they not be counted. taken away except in the case of VAR <laughs> I, I made a mistake there in that <laughs> I said something <laughs> that I didn't think you'd take me exactly at face value but you did so fine I shouldn't have expected any less two years <laughs> yeah. come on <laughs> you knew what this was but, what I, what I mean is it's it almost doesn't count when you just have like the goal goes in and David Luiz gets to go mental at everyone for a little while. You've got 90 minutes. I'm not sure it counts as coming coming from behind almost. It's just sort of like just crack on with the game, come on. But like, I I see what you mean. There is a certain element of that absolutely. It, it goals in terms of game winning probabilities have a bigger effect the later in the match that they are. Well, naturally, because that's when the game ends. <laughs> I'm being slightly facetious, but I just think, you know, it's not coming back from 2-0 an hour into the game, is right, it? That's right, right, right. Well, I don't know, but they, they historically haven't done yes. that for a very, True. very long time at all. True. And they've just been garbage. But they looked dead on their feet at 70 minutes onwards. Arsenal just looked fucking knackered. Yeah, I mean, they've still won the same number of games as Newcastle. Oh, <laughs> that's that's, oh, stats are fun. Yeah, Still. that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. I think we should end on that because that's delightful. So I'm going to call an audible here. And on that note, we will take a break and we will come back after the jump with some listener stuff and FPL and whatnot. So stick around. Back to Miles Offside Podcast, we've spoken about football, lightsabers, because Oscar's back. Oh. Oh, it was a cat. Uh, the cat walked across the microphone. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so we're going to get back into it with FPL team. Woo! Uh, shit, no one likes FPL this week. It's all boring. Uh, what happened? We got 35 points. Hey. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's better than my team. This week, that's not bad. Abamyang did really well. Uh, someone really attractive must have <laughs> recommended getting that player Maybe in. Someone really sexy and attractive with a 15-stitch penis must have uh, come up with that one. 15-stitcher. <laughs> uh, yes, I said get rid of Aguero. He missed a penalty. Guys, listen to me. Reigning FPL champion. Um, Abamyang comes in. Boom, two goals and three boner points. 13 points, so happy with that. Uh, we have, as most people do, we still have a triumvirate of Ooh. Liverpool assets Lovely to play. Uh, with Salah captain. Thanks, mate. Anytime I get a five-syllabler in, that's that's always a good try. Um, Four-syllable fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to leave that alone. 35 points. <laughs> Nick Pope did nine points. Literally, it was Nick Pope 
Imanez got five and Aubameyang got 13. The average so far is 27 points. Everyone's in purgatory. <laughs> Everyone is doing shit, it seems. When did Pope become a differential? Everyone lost faith, but really, isn't he the highest scoring keeper at the minute? He's just absolutely bossing it. Yeah, it's quite sad. Everyone lo- loses faith in the Pope. <laughs> I'm not so bothered about that, but yeah. Right. He is indeed now the top scoring uh, goalkeeper. There you go. Knowledge. Ahead of Jordan Henderson and Peter Schmeichel. So, what are we going to do? We have two free transfers and 1.2 millilands in the bank. Uh, Oscar, what, what, what wants well, to do? You don't do? want to take it first since yours is the one that got the correct, that you won last week? No, because you know I've never thought about this in advance. Okay. So I'm going to plan it <laughs> while you guys right. talk it amongst yourselves. Uh, I think we should get rid of Lundstrom. He has not been playing anymore. Um, and we have two free, so I'm also going to say we should drop Ayosi Perez. Isn't Rosie Perez the actress? Maybe. Anyway. Um, I'm also have, keeping an eye on the blanks, right? Which is part of what these transfers are about. Uh, and I think we should bring in Bergwin because he is going to be playing a much more prominent role in Spurs attack given the injuries. Um, and he's cheap and exciting and young. And I also said we should bring in someone named Sace. S-A-I-S-S. A defender. He's cheap. Sace. He's cheap, and he is looking potentially likely for a price rise. So, Yeah, triple wolves. It makes sense. Makes sense. Stimson? Uh, yeah, I have similar uh, viewings towards the blank, so I think we've got to use both our frees. Uh, Lundstrom out is mine as well, um, because he's got the blank. He's been dropped. He possibly should have got sent off against Brighton. Oh, he definitely should have been sent off against Brighton. That was insane. <laughs> oh, even though, you know, Lewis Dunk, fuck him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he definitely... He's not been playing well. Like, when he's come on, even though he got the goal last week, like, he didn't play well. Yeah. It was like Marshall against um, Chelsea. Didn't play well at all. Happened to get a goal, you know. Uh, it happens sometimes, but it's not going to happen all the time, FPL-wise. So I think, I personally think Lundstrom's a done deal now. Just get rid but then, annoyingly, we've not got many people that we need to get rid of for the blank, and my axe is going to fall on Grealish. Ooh. Um, we can always get him back in if we need to, because I don't think we got him in particularly cheaply anyway. So I would go as a replacement for Lucas Mora, because I think he will get played. He will probably Ooh. get that striker spot. Um, I know Tottenham, I feel a bit iffy about Tottenham at the minute, but it's just it's someone who's going to play through the blank and might nick a few goals. So Lundstrom and Grealish out to Willy Bolly and Lucas Willy Bolly. Very similar, very similar suggestion there, Mr. Simpson. It is. I'm aware of that. But We're going to uh, split the votes, I think, which means that, Chuck, you're going to have the winning suggestion, so why don't you tell <laughs> us what that's going to be? Well, who knows? Because, right, here's how we're going. I am also getting rid of Lundstrom. I think it's got to be done. Yeah, I did it in my own team this week. I think you did it, Ian, last week, didn't you? Yeah, I got rid of him before the goal, but I still stand by it. But I'm yeah. doing it this week too, so we're all on to the same. You're page. doing it this week, yeah. So we're all seeing the same picture. Uh, so getting rid of Lundstrom. Also, as much as exactly kind of the same as Ian, even though he is a shining light for his team, Grealish has probably got to go. Ooh, <laughs> spicy! Okay. Because they're crap. Yeah, like Villa are just. Yep. I think Traore is a close one, but I just think the value at the minute for Grealish, uh, you can do a little bit more with it. So, I've alluded to it earlier, we are in the end game now. We are reaching the climactic climax of the season. Chuck's building something. Here we go. That the destroyer of worlds, 
the guy who scores against and relegates teams season on season. I'm going to stick to him like glue. Patrick Van Aanholt, the PVA. Get PVA in. PVA, he's every year. He won Oscar draft leagues. He's kept Palace in the Premier League. He does this every year. And it's this period of the year that makes him still be like a 5.5 million defender. Because he does fuck all for the rest of the year. I might vote for yours. I might vote for yours. <laughs> That's fun. So Lundstrom out, Van Aanholt in. And then, because for some reason they seem to be doing well, and I like the player, I've liked the player for a little while, I'm going to get in Dwight McNeil from Burnley as well. You lost me. He's very creative. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> they have like no strikers left. They're all dead. Uh, so he's creative and they're still scoring they have a couple of bad fixtures but that's what a squad's for rotation you pricks never has someone snatched defeat from the jaws of victory so quickly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every time you said that to me I've ended up winning that's that is true yeah I thought you were going to say Martin Braithwaite there and they're playing Newcastle they're playing Newcastle next week get him in captain <laughs> done Ooh, steady on yeah <laughs> okay. okay well you are a man of the people Chuck so uh, is he? Is he? Because who won that vote on who has the most crushes on him? Right, simmer down, mate. That had about 12 votes and three 13, of them were off. thank you very much. Okay, fine. Which means that other than the three of us, 10 people cared enough to vote. Who put that up? I did. <laughs> Jesus I Christ. did, mostly by accident. Mostly by accident. My fingers just typed out the tweet. <laughs> well, someone... Hit uh, poll. Selected an extra suggestion. <laughs> typed in the entrance. Oh, God, I'm sleep polling again. <laughs> eh, man of the people. You only won last week because I wasn't here. You made a suggestion. We all scrapped our suggestions and then had to re-suggest suggestions into the uh, week. Excuse me. Excuse well, me. Well, yeah, Chuck's stayed. Oh. He's remained. I never changed. Never changed. Thank you very much. And it's annoying that that ended up on the cutting room floor because there was a good, good three minutes where we laughed at Willy Bolly. <laughs> I mean, it would have sat well in this episode. <laughs> Willy! Willy Bolly! Splice it into this episode, the Willy episode. Splice it back in. Uh, so there we go. So Ian and I are both getting rid of Lundstrom and Grealish. Ian's getting in Willy Bolly and Lucas Mora. I'm getting in PVA and Dwight McNeil. Oscar is getting rid of Lundstrom and Rosie Perez. Mm-hmm. And getting in Roman Sais and... Berg, berg, wine. Goes to my head. I quite like that Bergwine player, aside from FPL. He's, he's, he's looks, he's got it. He looks like he's got it. Reminds me a bit of Memphis Depay. That's not, that's oh, right, not just, nice. Just because he's got <laughs> tattoos and is Dutch. That's, that's, that's the extent of it. Okay. Anyway, it's time for Ian's Hole Man. <laughs> Ian's whole man. Questions. <laughs> so happy I finally yeah. came up with a name. It took two fucking years of Ian's segment or Ian's <laughs> questions. I don't know. <laughs> what we got? What we got? What we got? So the most important thing we've got is we've got a producer Patreon. Hey. <laughs> We're finally produced. Yeah, move over. Ian Stimson, we got a new producer in town. Outsource, outsource, admin. Yeah, okay, right. I'd rather, rather than Oscar's thing, I'd rather go with Chuck's thing. Does this mean I can send the WAVs to Nate and he'll do it every fucking week? Quit him! (laughs) That's what you get for your $10 a month, Nate. Nate Whittam is our new producer and he can cut the fucking thing. Good luck to you, mate. (laughs) Good luck. 
Um, Nate Whittam is uh, our first producer, producer of the pod. Not super, steady on, mate. But producer of the pod, he went to patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod and increased his pledge. And as you know, new people are always the favourites. New is always better. Or if they, or if someone new comes on, they are the new favourite. So, Nate, you've done it. Bye-bye, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, driving down the streets of Doha. Although he's been a great addition to the Slack with his random picture of, uh, what was it? He had a picture of Marcel Desailly in a market in Qatar, just holding the Jules Rimet trophy. Presumably he was also in that market in Qatar and was the one that took the picture? Well, well yeah, how else did he take a picture? <laughs> or, or he found it on Twitter. Is he passing off other people's pictures as his own? We're looking at you. We're suspicious. Do we have any American Patreons? Well, Nate's based in America, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Michigan. Is he American or is he just based in America? Is he an expat? Mm, if you moved to America, you wouldn't end up in Michigan. Okay. Unless something went horribly wrong. Okay, we might we might be abusing our first producer. <laughs> Creative differences might be getting cited very soon. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Nate. Uh, you can get involved on patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod for all of that. And you can get us on Twitter at milesoffsidepod. Uh, we're on Instagram. I always forget Instagram. And I often deliberately forget Facebook because it's yeah. a load of old shit. And this also now means that we have a Patreon at every level. Except, except Stats Robot, Pomegranate, Producer... But sock it to me. I just want to buy someone some socks. I'll buy you a mum supply of socks. Get on that level. Oscar, something about a spreadsheet. Who knows? You get all the other delicious goodness, all the slacktivism and other such things. But please, I just really want to some, send someone some yeah, socks. Yeah, and if you've ever wondered, like, one specific random thing, what is my favourite of it? That's what I can help you with. What is your favourite ice cream flavour? Let's sit down with a spreadsheet and figure this out. Let's do it. Good. Um, right, so last week, uh, Jeff Pedder uh, said, asked us what Monopoly piece we were when we played Monopoly. And um, first of all, I wanted to check in with Oscar. Uh, what what are you when you play Monopoly? Uh, always the car. Always the car? Yeah, the OS car. The what car? OS, OS, the OS car, Oscar. It's my name. This is the word cars in my name. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, last week I got the Monopoly set out that's behind me. Uh, it's always behind me for some reason. Yep, still, there. still there. And um, I thought I had a relatively new set. Turns out it's over 20 years old and time just passes <laughs> me by. And who knew? I thought it was, I thought was sure that we'd got it after having a kid. Turns out we got it. Well, looking at what pieces were in the Monopoly sets, I think we got it before 1998. Before Marcel Desailly first held the genre, mate. <laughs> fucking hell. It's clearly fucking years old. Anyway, now, and you were quite right because you were talking about dinosaur pieces and so i thought you were having some sort of acid trip nope well it's uh you're perfectly right they retired the thimble wheelbarrow and shoe and replaced them with a penguin a t-rex and a rubber duck so there you go you were right right let's get to our patreon slack for some questions and we've got dave mateo he's an og he's been on the podcast ages ago twice he's always been on as many times as you oscar now. hey hey you can make these jokes from the 100% pedestal, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, when, when we get there, we'll know. But, of course, we never can get there. No. And the problem is, it's only mine to lose now. That's it. Yeah. I'm very much in a Liverpool situation. <laughs> you will lose it. We're going to pull some shady shit where, like, Ian, you want to record for half an hour on this night <laughs> and not tell an Chuck? Yeah. And then bust out an episode. No. No, it does not count. As Lord High Commissioner, it does not 
count. <laughs> the way you give yourself these titles. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what what level of Patreon is that, Lord High Commissioner? It's infinite. <laughs> infinite money. <laughs> all the money. Infinite, all the money yep. and all the tea. China, I'm looking <laughs> at you. Okay, good. Dave asks, Dave Matteo asks, across the media... What are things that you think are underrated that you deserve more pop think deserve more popularity than they have? So book, album, TV show, film. Um, I have a ready to go answer for this one. It's always my answer to this. The is it does it stretch across multiple spreadsheets? Because I imagine it probably does. <laughs> <laughs> that is the book series Dark Tower by Stephen King. It is a book series. Uh, it got made into a horrible movie that had little to no relation to the books at all. As does most Stephen King things. Sure, I've heard that. I'm not a Stephen King fan. I've read a bunch of other Stephen King books and not really liked them. It's just very big. Lots of words. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dark Tower is sort of his magnum opus. He wrote the first book when he was a teen. And then like it sat on a shelf and he revised it much later. And then that was even the first couple of books were in the 80s. There was one in the 90s. And then he finished them like much, much later. Okay. Um, they are... The single best collected work of fiction that I've ever come across. Across seven wow. books, it is a massive story woven perfectly. It has elements of horror, of westerns, of sci-fi, of just action. I would die if they ever made it into like an HBO show. It's too big to be a movie. I guess they could do like – they could make it like ten movies and then be able to cover all the stuff, but – was this not Fantastic. something they were talking about making into a TV show? Yeah, they've had production deals with HBO. Um, the most recent version was they were going to do the movie and then three seasons of a show as flashbacks and then another movie as a weird hybrid deal, which wasn't going to work. Um, the rights have been moving around from studio to studio. and I was going to say, it sounds like the kind of thing that would have just been stuck in production hell <laughs> yeah. for mm-hmm. God knows how Different long. names have been on board. They've written the script a bunch of different times. Ron... Um, Jeremy. No, the one that did Star Wars. <laughs> Howard. Howard, thank you. Yes, Ron Howard was on board at one point. It says something about you, Chuck, that Jeremy's where you went first. Ah, they've all got two first names. I was they? thinking Ron. Ron Swanson, but that's not obviously correct. <laughs> Who's Ron Swanson? Parks and Rec, the show. Have oh. you not seen? Oh, you guys don't really watch a lot of the American sitcoms, right? I've I know of Park, Parks and Rec. I've watched uh, bits and bobs of it. I've dipped in and out. Anyway, Dark Tower. If you've never read Dark Tower. Don't go off the fact that it's Stephen King. Don't go off the horrible movie. Okay. Trust me when I say that it is the single best book series that I've ever read. I like it more than Harry Potter. I is like it, it like more than Lord of the Rings. Young adult book series, like no, or not no, at all. Fully. Oh, okay. I, I the only Stephen King I think I've read is The Shining, which is great. Yeah. I don't. I think that's the only book I've ever read that actually fucking scared me. There are scenes in The Dark Tower where I'm like genuinely fucking scared reading them. Okay. There's one scene where they're pulling a kid out of a mansion and the mansion is like possessed and trying to eat him while they're pulling him into a different dimension. These books sound insane. (laughs) For me to say that I like it more than Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, that has to hopefully carry a lot of weight with our listeners at this point. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So read that book series. Read that fucking book series. It is – there's no one that wouldn't like it. What about you, Chuck? What's your uh, underrated thing? Um, I I can't read, but um... (laughs) – No, not that I can't read. I just... Megan Mogg. I t- tried to think... Megan Mogg. The magic key. Biff, Chip and Kipper. Um, Oscar's just like... Psh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, um, I just... When you start saying words that end in ER a bunch in a row, like Tadger, Kipper... Uh, what was it? There was a tweet Tadger. the other day. 
Kipper is a different is the lady part. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, there was a tweet the other day that was like, "I'm so surprised the English people just call it mac and cheese and not tiddlywinks and groundhoppers or whatever. <laughs> some some nonsense. Something in chonkers. It sounded really good. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a, a young adult series of books I read quite a while ago, which is con- called the Gone series, and I thought those were quite good. As like a just read. It's about Basically, one day it happens very, very uh, like literally a page into the first book, so it's not really a spoiler or anything. But one day, everyone over the age of sixteen just disappears oh, from this town. Okay, and so then just like weird things start to happen, and basically all these kids start to become like gains like weird powers and things like that, and it gets very kind of infighting, and so there's kind of mixtures of like Lord of the Flies and the superhero kind of elements, but there's all kind of ticking countdowns down because as the kids hit 16 they disappear so there was a five i think it was a five book series and then this was about about seven eight years ago i think and then in the last two years they he's then released like another three okay i can't remember who wrote it though i said he then it could have been a, a woman what's the name of the book very chauvinistic of me uh it's called the gone series what about a game because you're like one of the bigger gamers i know do you have an underrated game that the kids should check out I like anything that's just single player that I don't have to go online. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm aggressively against going online with anything. Oh, I am just humiliated. I used to think I was good at FIFA, and I think for a time I was. And now it's just unenjoyable. <laughs> unenjoyable. Just I commit to the games. I've been 9 nil down first half of FIFA, and I still finish. Because oh, I'm like, man. no, yeah, it's fair. I hate a quitter. I hate a quitter. Three times I've had people quit when they were so far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. so i have the opposite of i don't think that counts as rage quit that's does it? amazing that's just... do you get the win in that case because they're no. the ones that quit they're just so bored that just... apathy apathy quit apathy quit yeah i put a 12 nil on someone yesterday and they still didn't quit i was proud of them for that i think there was a game called horizon zero dawn yeah that got a lot of kind of undue stick for for my money it was kind of the first game it was really really impressively done beautifully 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 done um if you had it on ps4 pro fuck it was amazing and that was kind of a again like a cross sci-fi kind of deal that god of war sure and the latest star wars game have just been fantastic i enjoyed all three of those what about you oscar or ian you you play like lego <laughs> actually yeah the lego games it's got to be the lego games oh, they're the yeah. most underrated fucking games ever there you go that's the answer you crushed it absolutely the answer, yeah the answer of the pod there the lego games they're, they're really well written surprisingly funny. good i thought they'd be for kids i played the avengers one and i was like oh shit this is like just a good game like a regular good game yeah i think yeah. we've talked about this before but like yeah the only one i think i've played is um lego city undercover but it's got like Shawshank Redemption references, Goodfellas references, That's awesome. uh, Conan the Barbarian references, like yeah. stuff that the kid has got no chance of getting. He's just in for the parent, <laughs> and it's genuinely funnily written. It's really, really good. And the Star Wars and the Harry Potter ones are worthy of the name. Star Wars, Harry Potter, they've done like Avengers, um, Jurassic Park. Fuck me, Lego, Lego have been so clever with their fucking how they've managed to. Put, put themselves into kids' brains with these games. Yeah. Like, you know. And, like, making places like Legoland where you can take your kid. Yeah, and it costs a small fortune. Yeah, we took Finley to the Lego shop in Leicester Square on Friday. And, um, yeah, they're so good. It just sort of, that you just walk around and Finley already knows all of the things that are there. So it's just, do you know what I mean, with Harry Potter and Star Wars yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah, it's just good branding. 
Yeah, totally. So he's just fully, fully into wanting to build these things. I mean, you guys have seen uh, Findy's got like a massive sort of Hogwarts entrance hall and all yeah. of that. And it's so fucking expensive, the little shit. <laughs> Careful with that because that's how you end up building $200 lightsabers someday. Well, exactly. You're breeding a little Oscar. Yeah. Oh, Chuck, before you came on as well, I did what I said I'd do and uh, Oscar showed uh, Finley the lightsaber uh, before you came on the call. And uh, yeah, he was suitably impressed. And Oscar was like, you're, you know, setting yourself up for a fall there. Yeah, absolutely. Because now he's like, what, how much are flights to Orlando? <laughs> yeah. I'm in trouble. He, that's now. what Finley's doing right now while you're recording. He's Googling how much our flights <laughs> yeah, to Orlando. Almost definitely, yeah. yeah. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Could have just gone to Legoland Windsor. Fuck me. Yeah. That's probably just as expensive. Probably. I've I've never been. Have you been? Oh, it's extortionate. Is it? It's ridiculous. Whenever I've looked on TripAdvisor reviews, it always says it's a bit shit for the money, so I've just never bothered. But because it's like sixty quid yeah. for an adult to get in, and I think kids is just the same. That's insane. I don't think there's any difference. Ugh. What about Disneyland Paris? Is that is that more affordable? Is it fun? Has anyone ever actually been? It's pretty much you may as well go to Orlando. Yeah, do you reckon? Really? <laughs> yeah. Surely not. Even Surely. with the flying? <laughs> Why would you want to go to just France? Nah, yeah, okay. I'm bothered about France. Um, I, yeah, I think the thing is, though, if I'm going to spend proper money, I'd rather go to Paris, I think, and just do like a, do it as a holiday type thing, you know? Yeah, and just leave Finley at home. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, over here, pretty much everyone takes their kids to Orlando, like, at least a couple of times while they still are kids. Yeah. And there are some families that go pretty much every year for their, like, family vacation is to Disney World. Is that not a thing over there? Like, do people not take their kids to Disneyland parents, like, at least once? I've been to Disney. So, I've been to Disneyland in LA or California. I've been to Disney World in Florida. Maybe 15 times. Jeez, that's more than I've been. Yeah, that's nuts. But no. But I've ar- never been to Paris. To answer your ever. question, Oscar, no, it's not like a, it's not something that we feel we have to do type thing. Interesting. Not like a rite of passage, definitely. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Next question comes from our producer, uh, Nate Whittam. He says, fuck, marry, kill the three Chrises of Marvel, Hemsworth, Evans and Pratt. We did this. Now... Yeah, yeah, evidently that he hasn't listened along, but he's giving us money, so that's fine. Not been producing long, have you, Nate? Eh? Go back to the Marvel episode, the special Marvel special we did right after Stan Lee died. Yeah, there's a there's a Marvel spectacular episode, and uh, we covered that exact question, Nate. That exact question. Yeah, Hemsworth for the win. Chris Pratt, not so much. Uh, I believe I married Chris Pratt, if I remember correctly, because I said he's funny and he'd take good care of you. Well, we can all listen back to the, the old episode. I know none of us wanted to fuck Groot. I remember that. Oh. Splinters. Oh, no, the splinters. Yep, exactly. And I'm not talking about Ninja Turtles. He also asks, uh, favorite food from another culture? Ooh, Ooh, that's interesting. Define other... You know what? I'll just say my favorite English food. Why don't we do that? Modify it a bit so that it's a little more specific. You guys tell me your favorite American food. I'll tell you my favorite English food. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with, obviously, the full English. The best English food, hands down. It's the best thing you guys have done. It's the best food in the world. And I would kill for a full English over here. You just cannot get it. The bacon's different. The sausages are different. The tomatoes. The tomatoes never come out good. No, that's all the chemicals. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably our tomatoes are terrible. All right, let's, let's test him now, Ian. Okay. If you're Oscar, if you're going to order a full English breakfast, what do you desire slash expect on the plate? 
And the quantities as well. Very important. What are you okay. looking for? Now, I know that I'm taking some things out that would be considered essential. Don't, but I'm don't, a picky don't, eater, don't, so don't fine. Game, don't try and game the system here. No, I'm just, I don't want you to think that I think this is the quintessential English. This is my version of it. You're already getting every English person listening to this on edge because they know you're about to say some <laughs> fucked up shit. Whereas if you just said the <laughs> fucked up shit, okay. it'll be fine. No, no, no. It's pretty, it's pretty close, pretty standard. I want two pieces of toast. I want... Weird place to start, but okay. Two tomatoes. You're going bread and veg, all right? These are your starting points. Well, I got, I got the beans, I got the sausage, I got the bacon, and I got the two eggs. That's all I want. I don't want mushrooms. One sausage, one bacon. Uh, two sausages, if I can get them. Of course. How many bacon? One bacon's enough. Hmm. What sort of bacon? The, the English one that you guys use. Proper back bacon. Back bacon. Yeah, the, the fake, not, not American bacon, the one that they, like, if I go to an English pub and I'm like, give me an English breakfast, whatever bacon it comes with. That one. Um, the only thing I don't want are mushrooms, the blood sausage, or... <laughs> black pudding, yeah. The black pudding, yeah, yeah, that one. And I think that's the only other things that I, that would be there maybe regularly that I would say don't put that there. But one of the big ones that causes controversy is people have chips with it. Oh, oh no. No. Fuck that. That feels like you're at a, a foreign hotel having a breakfast when the <laughs> chips come out. That's like if you go to the English area at Epcot in Orlando, they give you like right. french fries <laughs> okay. with your... With your English breakfast, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm not here for that. I went to an American diner in Edinburgh, and they did not know how American food works. Oh, no, I'm sure. No, no, no. At all. They were serving all sorts of wrong things with each other. I was like, I mean, this is a food I eat, and this is also a food I eat, but I would <laughs> not never have them together. anywhere near each other. Like, what the fuck? And they were putting the wrong condiments on stuff. They were putting, like, syrup on, I don't even remember what. It was, like, breakfast syrup on something that really does not need syrup. So, American food, let's hear it. I want to know. What's the one thing I look forward to most any time I go to the States? Um, Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am white trash. No. Um, best food. Best food. I can go if you need time to think. Yeah, go. As you know, I haven't been to America, but my favorite American food is just buffalo wings. I'm yeah. here for hot wings. And me and Finley are just getting into them massively, so it's a case of often, yes. if I ask him what he wants for dinner, it'll be one of two things. It'll either be pizza or buffalo wings. and we'll Both get... American foods. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut your face. Um, <laughs> he's literally just, he's prepped for life. Yeah, I Like, know. you have done such a good job fathering. And you're accidentally raising a little Oscar, but like an English <laughs> version. <laughs> That's very it's like really, really weird. <laughs> Have you seen that show Hot Ones on YouTube? Yeah. You and Finley would probably love that. I have the last dab, the final sauce on Hot Ones. All right. Emily got it for me for Christmas. I haven't opened it yet. I'm saving for, for a special occasion. Live when I know I have the, the day off the next Live day. Live on the pod. Yeah. Live on the pod. <laughs> oh, God. Live on the pod. Yes. Uh, I should preface that with saying that I'm a big baby about spice. So that's <laughs> yeah. why she got it for me. Because I'm like, I wonder if I could eat the last wing or if I would just cry and die. Yeah. Probably the second one. See, I need to watch this. Wait, what's... Because I know the premise of Hot Ones. So it's, they... uh, it's an interview. Every week he has a different guest. It's like a really in-depth interview. They're like a half hour long. Yeah, they're long and they get good people. Really good, famous people, really good yeah. questions. Um, watch like the Paul Rudd or the Idris Elba one. Those are the two most popular from the, the last Noel year. The Noel Gallagher one's good as well. Yes, the Noel Gallagher one was really good. Yeah. yeah. And they work their way through 10 wings getting progressively spicier and spicier. Okay. And so, like, it start off with, like, a really easy wing, and then the celebrity's like, oh, I got this. This is going to be fine. <laughs> and then by the eighth wing, like, they don't even hear the question that he asked. They're, like, dying of heat. And they're like, I don't – what did you even just say? Oh. 
But then you randomly you'll get a celebrity that's like totally fine. They don't even flinch. And you're like, oh, my God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Your tongue is dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Rachel Ray was on and she just didn't even eat the wings because she didn't want to eat. She would just take spoonfuls of the hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> All the way up to the highest level. And I was like, I don't understand. Your stomach is made of lead. Damn. It's a good show. Hot Ones on YouTube. I guess the barbecue, really. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one, actually. Proper barbecue, yeah. You don't get, you know, pulled pork has been a, a thing here for so long. And it's just, it's garbage. See, I'm I'm aggressively agreeing with you there, having never had it in America, but just watched things like Man vs. Food and gone, we have got nothing like this. But it's the flavour as well <laughs> of what's put into it because you have like these slow cookers that are just mm. these massive pits and you open them up and the, there's just years of grease build up and it just gives <laughs> it the distinctive taste. It really does. It's like a cast iron pan, but just huge that you just do not fucking clean it. No. Yeah, it's a cast iron kitchen. The yeah, whole kitchen's just <laughs> and never been cleaned forever. And like brisket and burnt ends and ribs uh, and pulled pork and all of that uh, stuff is better. And then there's one thing that fuck, I need to get in touch with my friend and get her dad to make this for me again. But I got sent southern dressing, which Oscar, you said you didn't know what it is. Yeah, what is that? So, which is weird to me, but it's kind of like stuffing. But okay. a lot more meaty, and then it's cooked in bacon grease. Oh. And it it's like a huge tray bake kind of thing. That and must be like a real southern thing. Because there's southern foods that like only southerners know about, and then there's southern foods that like all of America eats. She's from Georgia, my friend. So. Yeah, so that's proper south. Like that's like genuinely just right in the middle of the south. Yeah. Ah. Uh, that's <laughs> it's a big fucking country. There's all sorts of secret southern foods that only southerners know about. Oh, I'm hungry. That all sounds so good. Yeah. Uh, right anyway let's go let's change tack slightly now and let's go to the emails hey they've been flooding in emails been popping off we've had one from oscar dalton uh to the miles offside boys why are all man city fans such assholes (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's all he says signs it the other oscar fair enough so we've got a new producer and a new oscar that's (laughs) it seems so dangerous hold on hang on hang on hang on Two of you have been replaced. That's what I'm kind of hearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Old 100% boy here. Yeah. If you are a Charlie and you are looking to get on a podcast, do reach out. <laughs> are we going to do like a sugar babe thing where we just gradually one by one change? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You replied to him though, said, do you have any specific advice? <laughs> do you have any specific examples? And uh, he said, I've got this one friend. His name is Carl. Just immediately names him. Uh, <laughs> Fuck Carl. And Piss he off, is Carl. A Man City f- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's a Man City fan. He's always moaning about their place in the table. And when he saw the announcement saying Man City was banned for two years, he went on a rant mocking Chelsea, which is my club. So we've got a Chelsea supporting Oscar. Not acceptable. Not acceptable. <laughs> this seems like a Highlander situation. I feel that there's going to be a quickening. Um, there can be only one. Is he American? Do we know if he's from America? Well, look, he says assholes, which suggests to me we're talking about an American. Yeah, not arseholes, right? Yeah, we'd go arsehole with that one. Um, I will say that Chelsea and Man City fans are usually sympathetic to each other over here because we get accused of just being front runners and new money clubs and blah, 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 yeah. blah. So I have, I don't actually dislike some City fans. Um, It's fun to make jokes about how they don't exist and they have an empty stadium and blah, 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 right? But I I feel like we're brothers in arms to a certain extent. 
especially against like the old money clubs who pretend that they don't also buy titles. Yeah. Because they have titles from before 1980. And it's like, well, fuck you. You're like Manchester United has the highest wage bill in the league. More than City or Liverpool. They have the highest wage bill in the league. So fuck Man United and fuck Liverpool and fuck Arsenal for thinking that they're better than the new money clubs. So I like City fans. I don't know. Like, I don't know that that doesn't answer his question. I feel like this is just your way of getting a sort of internal monologue conversation. Yeah, let's just let him go. Let him go. It's a safe space, right? I can vent. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been said that it might be a safe space before. Never meant it. Uh, let's go to our other email. We've kept this one in the chamber for a little while because obviously <laughs> you weren't email. with us, Oscar. <laughs> We're flooding in. <laughs> I had to click twice in that inbox. I mean, two was a flood considering we'd got one in about a year before. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, this comes from Eric Meyer. And he says, uh, what's up, guys? This Valentine's Day, a couple of weeks ago, obviously, this Valentine's Day will mark the one-year anniversary of my first listen. So I figured I'd send in a question. Uh, not sure what that says about my love life, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd like to know the situation. Was it? Let's <laughs> let's just put on some uh, romantic music. Ian's home, man. That wasn't a year ago. Maybe it was uh, one of the episodes where I leaned into the mic and went, Chicharito. Sploosh. Yeah, there it is on the floor. <laughs> Does it for everyone. Uh, he says, taking into account... Also, actually, no, we should reference the fact that we, we managed to ensnare someone for a year. A year of listening. Hey. Maybe he's the famous Virginia contingent. <gasps> Maybe. Maybe. Chances are he's either California or Virginia. Is he the Virginia version? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's emailing us on Valentine's Day. So Official maybe. Virginia version of the pod. There it is. <laughs> oh, sorry, Eric. <laughs> he's got a title now. <laughs> he says, taking into account that you all have significant others, what was your worst dating experience before meeting said other? Ooh. I'm going to let someone else go first to gauge what I should say right now. Okay. Just gonna, that sounds good. Just going to feel out the waters. I haven't because I am, I'm not someone who's really done dating. Well, you and Kelly have been together since university, haven't you? Since uni, yeah. So, I mean, you know, anything before that was when I was fucking, you know, pre-19 or whatever and you don't have any fucking money, do you? I did, dating properly isn't a thing. I remember one one girl like like saying that he never got any money. Oscar, I realised if we just let him talk for long enough, something would happen. Get <laughs> <laughs> out! This isn't a bad. This isn't a particularly bad experience. Other than I, uh, me and a girlfriend went to <laughs> one of the nicer hotels in Peterborough uh, for a meal, and uh, she, I got unduly pissed off because she ordered gammon egg and chips, <laughs> and <laughs> I was sort of like fuck's sake, you can get a gammon egg and chips in a fucking Weatherspoons or whatever. We've actually come, we've actually Look, shown... it's not sp- often you get to have one in a Premier Inn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But I thought, you know, for once we've got out somewhere nice and that's what you've ordered. Obvi- right, two things. One, obviously it wasn't that nice. It's got gammon egg and chips on the menu. Secondly, I would... Now, I would obviously be like, have whatever the fuck you want. Like, I wouldn't be so... Is the word snobby? I don't know, because I am still a I snob. Think but I think it's snobby. Or yeah. controlling, one of the two. Well, look, she still fucking had it. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't, like, you know, put the plate on the floor, which is what I wanted to do. Well, I'm in your boat, because I had a girlfriend for four years, and then three days later after we broke up, I asked out Emily. Right, okay. So, and that was ten years ago now. So, my 
dating experience outside of those two relationships were a 16 year old. Like, so that first girl, we would break up on and off. Um, and so inevitably in those two weeks in between, I would like go on a couple of dates, but I was like 19. So nothing particularly good. So I don't really can't think of any like horrible dating experiences, probably because I was a young, arrogant asshole who didn't realize that the date was going horribly. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, that was a great date. And they're like, can I, can I fucking go home yet, please? But nothing like catastrophically like someone got hurt or got sick or lost or anything like that. Oh. Which Should leaves it to Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> You've got to save the segment now. First date I ever went on, I was about 13, 14, you know, date where you've got one of these girlfriends that you've mm-hmm. never met before. Um, I was meeting her in the Glades Shopping Centre in Bromley. It's a classy place. Uh, outside the Virgin Megastore. Shows how long ago that was. Yeah, there you go. wow. So we never met in person, but we kind of circled each other a couple of times before, like, oh, is it her? Oh, not. And then we went to see... Uh, there was also my friend went and her friend went. Because naturally, that's what you do when you don't Just back, actually... Okay, back up a bit. So how did you know each other? Was this like an MSN messaging situation? Yeah, yeah, it's very right. much an MSN messenger situation, yes. Okay, okay. So we were going to see that uh, absolute classic juggernaut of cinema, uh, 50 First Dates. Stuff. <laughs> which which I stand by, is a good film. It's a good film. I like, I like that film, yeah. Uh, so there were four of us there. We didn't really talk on the way to the cinema, there were four of us there. I sat at one end. She sat at the other. Good start. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why wouldn't you go to two and two? Yeah. I don't know. I was 13. I was very awkward. <laughs> oh, it was just awkward. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, so we were in the cinema and left. And then they were all going to McDonald's. And I didn't really want to. So I just said, oh, my mum said I had to go home. <laughs> and, and they were like, but she didn't ring you or anything. I was like, oh, no. So I left. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, That's the whole story. Yep, that was that. Uh, drunk two bottles of white wine in a steakhouse on a first date and uh, leave going date. to somewhere else. Yep, leave going to somewhere else. And then as I'm walking along, I go to do a burp and I go, oh, this isn't very good. Uh, one sec. And then I turn and throw up all over a load of bin bags. On a first date? First date. I mean, was it not going well? Is that why you were drinking heavily? or No, no, I'm just a pisshead. Um, <laughs> just having a lovely time <laughs> just having a lovely time I didn't really drink wine at that point uh, okay, okay. Um, and now they have a daughter <laughs> <laughs> no um, oh this sounds like there's more <laughs> I'm just trying to think that there should be yeah like there I definitely should have more like I feel like I'm like I never shit myself on a date I never showed up to a date thinking it was a date and then it turns out it wasn't because she was with someone else well, I had, and this was this was a very weird one. So there was a a girl that I knew because she used to drink where I worked, and so like we got to know her regulars, and then saw her out one time, right? And she was on a date with another guy. We'd seen her out earlier, and then she like came and started talking to me, and it was all very weird and awkward, like her turning her back on the other guy and talking to me, and I was like, oh my god, am I like? Because we we've seen how socially awkward I I was before. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, am I like that guy now? And so like, we were chatting and having drinks and whatever, and then left. And I went, oh, I'm walking down this way to get my bus home. But you're saying you're you're getting a bus, so we'll walk this way. And then she goes, oh, we'll get a cab. Okay, okay, you get a cab. Well, I'll still walk you to the cab, and then I'll walk down to the bus and whatever. I said, but then we get to the cab, 
And she says, oh, well, are you coming? I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, a lady says that to you, you know. You know. Of course. Um, I lived in southeast London. She lived in Golders Green. Now, Oscar, that's like, <laughs> you're that's far. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we get in this cab. Everything's going fine. Blah, 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 blah. We get back to her house. And then she opens like a door and she goes, oh, the sofa's in there. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, the the sofa's in there. Are you just going for a lovely little sleepover? Oh, so I'm... And she went, yeah, I'm going to bed. I'll see you later. Bye. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, hang on. So uh, I was in a house in Golders Green and she'd locked the front door. Brilliant. <laughs> she was a police officer. So, you know, very safety conscious. <laughs> Right. My phone my phone died, so I had to wake myself up in the morning and find a clock in this house. Find a clock. And then because she'd locked the door, I had to knock on her on her door to let me out to then go to work the next day, whereupon everyone asked me what had happened. <laughs> I told them, and thus I gained the nickname DFS for a fucking month. <laughs> um what happened during the cab ride that she changed her yeah, mind? Yeah, what did she you do? Doing? I don't know. It was fine. We were talking about, about life and Oh, everything. there's your problem. You were talking. That's what oh, did it. Yeah. That's bizarre that she just... Yeah, but thanks for yeah, that. But it was... I, I, and, and that was the thing. I instigated none of it. Yeah. And it wasn't like an intention like, oh, I'm going to walk this way with you and maybe you'll say... No, I was like, I want to go home because <laughs> South East London, I'm out. It's like... Half two, three a.m. I've got work in like six hours. I'm gonna go home, sleep for a bit, and go back to work. DFS, fuck's sake, <laughs> or Sofa Boy. Yeah, I was called Sofa Boy for a while. All right. Well, after that depressing story of sexual rejection and wanking on a sofa, <laughs> I didn't um, wank on the sofa. You did wank on the wank. sofa. You no, wiped your knob all over the fucking cushions. Fuck off, DFS. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, thank you to everyone who uh, gave us questions. As always, we hold over some for any quiet weeks, so we will get to your questions. Thank you for your emails, milesoffsidepod at gmail.com. And as I've said, it's milesoffsidepod on Twitter and we're on uh, Instagram. And you can uh, do all of those and patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod. Shall we have a look at, because we're back to proper football now, just weekly football, being nice all the time, lots of lots of games. Loads of games, plenty of fixtures. Oh, blank game week. But Friday night football. Oh, Norwich Leicester. No thanks. <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> Why bother? Why bother at this point? That's not... I mean, that's most of the games. I guess the top four slash five race is heating up a bit, right? There's a bunch of teams right there, and that does matter. Champions League matters a lot. This is true, especially with the uncertainty on City's ban and stuff. So who doesn't play in this week? I can't. Uh, it's Arsenal, Villa, Sheffield United, and Man City. Thanks, Ian. There you go. FPL man there. Uh, so, yeah, so Friday night football. Um, Norwich at home to Leicester. That's a dicking. Or maybe not. Uh, Leicester have been shit lately, but they still should smash Norwich, I would have thought. They really have been crap. Really have. Vardy hit. We didn't say that. Yeah, Vardy hit the post, though, against City. That So close. Uh, and then Saturday morning. What's that? Ah, Brighton Palace. It's on telly as well. On telly. And I've got a day off. Huzzah! Oh, there we go. That does not bode well for you at all. (laughs) This week, well, yeah, because I've got the child, so I may as well sit down and further induct her into a life of misery. There you go. Bust out the palace jersey. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Maybe she's 
grown into it now. She's probably grown out of it, to be fair. They grow bloody quick, them kids. They do. I don't know if anyone's ever noticed this before. <laughs> no, no one's ever noticed that. <laughs> bloody fast. Uh, then Chelsea, Bournemouth. Bournemouth are winning that all day long. I'm yep. sorry. Didn't that... That was last year, right? The hilariously catastrophic uh, loss. The 5-0, 4-0. But anyway, with Bournemouth's record and Chelsea's record, it's going to get VARD to about minus three, minus four goals, I think. <laughs> then we have <laughs> Newcastle Burnley. Ooh. Oh, There's a very good reason that's not on TV. Uh, West Ham, Southampton. Watford, Liverpool is the late kickoff on Saturday. And then on Sunday, two two o'clock fixtures, Everton, Man United and Spurs versus Wolves. Spurs versus Wolves, kind of the big one to decide who's going to be in the chase outside of United and Chelsea. United and Chelsea are solidly in that conversation. Probably the two teams. But it's not not an easy game for United as well. No, Everton, yeah, no. Know, being away at Everton, because Ancelotti has done well. Like, obviously, the result today aside, like, he's done really well since he came in. The fact that anyone was questioning whether he would do well at Everton was just insane. Like, no, Carlo Ancelotti would not improve a club. Ian, why don't you go ahead and find the clip of Chuck saying that he would not do well and splice that in there? <laughs> Did I? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Sounds like Probably. something you might say. Sounds like us. <laughs> I'm nothing if not contradictory. <laughs> True. Uh, so that sort of kind of wraps it up for this week. Get us on the social medias as ever, guys, on Twitter, not Facebook. Just just bore it off. Um, no one cares. And get to vote in on the FPL poll as well. Thanks very much. Good to have you back, Oscar. Thanks, man. lovely and refreshed after your holiday. Yeah. You massive, massive nerd. <laughs> Big time. Already planning the next one. Of course you are. Of course you are. And Ian, you're looking lovely and svelte. Keep going. I imagine I've lost about eight pounds. Who knows? There's no way to know. Who knows? There's no way. If only there was some sort of mechanism invented. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. Miles Offside is a Nate Whittam production.